Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Arganissima, New York. Well, well, welcome back to the iHealth channel, the Fit and Fab channel, iHealth Radio, new day, new shot, new topic, and a new guest. I would, I might say also a treat today, <laughs> literally, and we'll talk about why I say that. Um, so, so, so we're going to, we're going to share some secret sauce. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm being funny about those terminology that I'm using. The terminology I'm using today is really uh, right on point with, with the, the, the guests we have today. And, um, you know, we're touching on the topic of the Fit and the Fab and the wellness uh, and one of the things that people have been, you know, always struggling with, you know, in I guess in history, but more more recent than ever, is weight loss and uh, food management, the right food, what kind of food, how to cook, what to cook, what to do, and, and all those things. Uh, you know, staying healthy, staying fit, doing all this stuff. I mean, it takes a lot of work. And there's so many ways you can tackle this. And we've had different guests, you know, angle, you know, with different angles. But at the end of the day, it's still focusing on one thing. We want you to be better, healthier, fitter, you know, and feel good about yourselves and also healthier inside and out. Right. So, so that's it. So today my guest is Tina McDermott and she is the lazy inspirational chef. <laughs> that's just what she calls herself, but she's really a true inspirational chef that helps people and, 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 and does different things. She's a speaker. She's uh, she has her own currently, you know, speaking, you know, gigs and things like that and shares a formula with people about how to really eat better, be healthier, uh, maybe get healthy without any special diets and things like that. And we're going to tackle all that today. So first and foremost, thank you for being with us, Tina. How are you today? Hi, Hurricane. Thank you so much for having me today. I am doing fabulous. Well, you, you, you look and you're happy. And we've talked a minute ago and you were like all excited about this show and not being excited yeah. about the show because it's been a couple of months again that we booked this. And so uh, finally we made it. And, uh, you know, we need to hear you. We need people to hear you because uh, this topic is not, you know, anyone thing in their home. One, you know, somebody in the house is probably discussing this. You know, I'm tired of this. I'm doing this, di you know, diet. It's not working. I, you know, I got a little gut here. You know, I can't fit my clothes. You know, I go to the gym. I don't see results. That's yeah. those are those are common things that we hear all the time. And I hear them in the shows. I hear them in in the gym. I hear them all over the place. <laughs> I yep. work, and and. But you, you, you have been helping a lot of people through different ways, and you've been also addressing, you know, different topics, these issues. Um, but first things, as always, I'd like to invite you to tell us your story, because there is a story behind you and behind your mission and what you've been doing. So what is the story behind Tina? Oh, my goodness, Hurricane. Do you want the long story or do you like the girl's version or do you want the short story? <laughs> the short and sweet. Oh, oh, listen, we have time. So let's do it. Let's give us the oh, whole thing. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'll start off and I haven't told my story in a while, but, you know, I, I'm a child of Italian immigrants in America. And so I'm first generation American. <laughs> What did you say? I said ragazza. Oh my gosh, you're funny. I love it. I love it. That means girl. That's right. And Italian, very good. And, you know, as a child, I was the third child, third female. And yeah, in an Italian family, like the, you know, the, the boys are king. And finally, they did have a boy five years after me. But, uh, you know, I was anorexic when I was a kid. I wouldn't eat. It was a way for me to control my life, to control my parents. And finally, at the age of 12, I went to Italy with my grandma. It's not the first time I went to Italy, but it was without my parents. And I came back 20 pounds heavier. And because I just started enjoying food again, I wasn't with my parents. I was with my grandma. I was having a great time and I was enjoying food. 
And for the first time in my life, I was enjoying food because before that it was all about control. Well, I came back and my sister started teasing me that I was fat. Well, I was not fat. <laughs> I was actually a perfect size. And, you know, and I don't, my sisters were just being girls. They were just being girls. I'm not mad at them. None of that stuff. But, but what, what happened was this tumble of emotional issues with me. Cause you imagine being 12, 13 years old and people calling you fat and like, you have to exercise. Like that's it. You know? And I turned into this person who was an exercise fanatic. All I did was exercise and uh, go on diets left and right. And I always had stomach issues on top of all of it. Always had gas and bloating. They even had a special word for me in Italian. And look, I'm being very transparent, Hurricane, and, and I'm okay with it. I really am. But they would call me puzza, which means stinky in Italian, because I had terrible gas and bloating and nobody knew that it was a thing. There was a, there was a reason why I had terrible glass and bloating because I was allergic to a lot of things. And into my thirties, I found out that I had chronic Lyme disease that was likely started in my teenage years, knowing the symptoms, knowing, uh, all of those things that I was experiencing in my 30s, I had experienced at some level throughout my teens, throughout my 20s, throughout my early 30s. So here I am, I have chronic Lyme, and it took me five years to get rid of it. And how did I get rid of it? I got rid of it through eating <laughs> properly, you know, or the right kind of foods in my body. I always exercise like that really it's calmed down since I got married. I have definitely calmed down on the exercise. I'm not like riding my bike 350 miles a week. Now it's maybe a hundred if, if that, if that, but you know, proper nutrition, sleeping, right. Meditation, exercise, and the right supplements. So I was able to heal myself from the Lyme disease. And um, I've always been a teacher at heart and I've always been teaching people how they can live a life that's healthy, that's vibrant, that's free, free from the diets, free from dis-ease, free from everything that they don't want or need in their life. A little long-winded, but there was one other piece that I haven't put in yet, Hurricane, is that when I was 19, my older sister was diagnosed with breast cancer. And her anniversary is coming up of nine years that she's passed. And, you know, from a very young age, I wanted to know as much as I could about health and wellness and nutrition so that not just I wouldn't suffer like my sister was, but so that I can teach as many people in this world how they can not suffer, that they can live a life, like I said, healthy, vibrant, and free. So I dedicate my life to my sister. I dedicate all of my podcasts, all of my books, everything to my amazing sister, Anna. Wow, that is beautiful. And, 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 and it's, it's amazing because this is October and it is Breast Awareness Month. And uh, again, I, we didn't plan for this, but, <laughs> but certainly it just the timing is, is really, you know, uh, I mean, I would say uh, it's just unique. And, uh, you know, and, and again, that's honorable, the fact that you're dedicated a lot of this to in her memory. And uh, uh, this is, you know, so again, may she rest in peace. And, uh, and again, keep up the great work that you're doing. Um, but but so, so, you know, I don't want to just make this a sad, you know, moment, but but I do want to get to that joy moment. Uh, you your story. So so you were literally not eating. Uh, and and I, I've seen I've noticed that actually, you know, a lot of folks, I mean, I have kids and, you know, I, I see that around uh, in an early age. A lot of children, they don't kind of eat a lot and then they start eating a lot <laughs> and mm -hmm. I don't know why their bodies, you know, at the, the first like they're very picky about food and they just pick and choose. They don't really eat a lot. Then they start snacking all the time and things like that. Mm -hmm. But then that that's sometimes when they get, you know, uh, overweight and, and just get a lot of junk in there. But then, but you stated something specific. You didn't gain weight until you actually went to Italy. And so, so, so the question that I have, and I think that probably people ask, 
why specifically in, in Italy and what kind of food did you eat? I mean, we all know Italy and, you know, spaghetti and all the pasta. Is that even a thing that that affected? I know it probably more than that. But the fact is, the question is, you didn't gain weight here. You were able to do that there and you don't eat fast food there. So what yeah. was what was the transition? And by the way, you gained weight to your point. You didn't get, you know, overweight. You just gained the right weight. Exactly. So but what, yeah. but what, what was your formula there? What, what, oh what my you... gosh. Okay, so here's, here's the thing. First of all, it was a control thing. When I was here in the States with my parents, it was a control thing. I was emotionally felt more free when I was in Italy. So it wasn't what I was eating. It was the fact that I was eating. And my grandma, she's, she was born and raised in Italy and she has to go and visit all of her relatives, right? all of her sisters, all of her, her brothers and, and the cousins and the aunts and the uncles. And so every time you go to an Italian person's house, which by the way, still stands true with me today, when you come to my house, you, you have to eat. And, and if you don't, they're, they're, they get upset with you that you're not eating. So every time you go visit somebody, if you're visiting five different people a day, you're eating five different times a day. And I just fell into that Oh, okay. It's okay to eat. It's okay to eat. Though the 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 emotional piece didn't come up for me. Although I can remember though, I remember when I was in Italy, I don't remember a lot from when my younger years, but I remember having stomach problems even when I was there, the whole gas and the bloating and stuff. But yeah, so that's what I did. It's not that I ate tons of pasta, but I do remember eating a lot of canned peaches and, and marmalade. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> But, but you said you're, you're right. You were not eating. And then now you started finally eating, you know, and, and meals and, and to your point, by the way, I can relate to that story. But when you go east and then, you know, in all the, the old cultures, it mm -hmm. is very, you know, it's not polite not to accept food when you go and visit family. And unfortunately, I, I experienced that when I go overseas and visit with my, you know, family it's the same thing every house you go to you're gonna have to eat and they look bad you know they look at you like what's up i mean are you sophisticated <laughs> enough you don't want to you don't like our food are you you know just you know so so they they you, you just don't want to offend them and therefore you yeah. wind up doing it so it is hard culturally you got to accept it and it's uh, you got to deal with it but you're right but again so so you came back healthier in in a way i mean physically you were you were better but then you faced that whole dilemma with the children <laughs> where you know oh my god right but then you went over that you know and uh you got over it and uh you you had the experience with with your sister and then you dedicated a whole work you know for her and uh it is it is an honorable actually mission that you have and and it's it's, it's really it's really sweet and and it's touchy and i think a lot of people can potentially some people would relate to to that story and everyone is potentially doing something for someone that they love and uh, whether they're with them or they lost them uh, and, or they're doing just to help people. And that's always a good thing. I mean, I mean, one of the things we're doing here is hopefully, you know, sending a message to people that there's things that we can do. There are things that we can do to be healthier, to be better. Uh, and just by, you know, changing some of our habits. And by the way, we're talking the key topic today is really eating <laughs> and, and food and, yep. and really good eating good, healthy eating uh, that can keep you in a nice uh, pattern, no overweight, no loss of weight, and still have the nutrients that you need. But so, so before we get to that detail, I know it is tradition these days. It's almost becoming a religion that there's different diets, there's different, you know, formulas, how to do this. And there's so many waves and so many schools of thoughts out there. And uh, listen, I mean, I, we do have a, a fitness, you know, company as well. So we, we focus on, you know, keeping fit and stuff. You know, I do martial arts, there's all these things, but there is a combination between, between wellness, fitness, eating healthy, all that stuff. But the, the combination here that that's affecting most of people is the food and how we eat food. It's also, I think the, the, uh, the principle of society today, you know, and, and I've had this discussion in different topics, but it's really almost the same thing. The society we live in today, especially in the U S we, we eat fast, not fast food. I mean, besides fast food, we also eat fast. Even if you eat anywhere, we just eat and run. We don't take the time to really enjoy the food and the meals. We don't 
take an hour to eat or really you know a couple hours as in as they do in europe right yeah. <laughs> you know, we yeah. don't rest you know we just mm -hmm. take that food just shove it in and you know like okay i'm good and they go there's no yeah. no nothing and then and then there's also the the type of foods we eat you know there's, there's fast food there's microwavable stuff because we always eat and run i know it's it's bad yeah. for us but a lot of us do it for almost by necessity either we don't have the time because we're working or busy or we have nobody to really do that nice cooking and or some people cannot balance and these are excuses for the most part and there are ways around them you're going to teach us some of those but really that's that's really our core problem here is that we live in a very moving society that mm -hmm. almost dictates some of these things and people have been literally um zombified or or you know you know programmed to kind of live that life but but they but to a detriment of their health that's yeah. the issue so 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 how do we tackle that i mean it's it's a lot of components right there there's a lot of components hurricane and um i i'm gonna i'm gonna back up and i'm going to start tackling this piece with you go for it with my philosophy on eating there are so many capital D, capital I, capital E with a small T's out there. Do you get that? There are lots of diets and I don't go by a diet because we don't want to die. We want to live, right? We want to live it. And I love having, that. Yeah, I, I want to live it. We want to live it. And, and, and having come from an, a traditional Italian family where meals are taken at the house, and they're made at the house and we don't go to fast food restaurants. And if we go to restaurants, my mom is like, can we go home? Can we go home? I don't like this. I want to go home. The restaurants are not a thing for my parents still aren't. And, and, and so uh, generations today think that food comes from a drive through, not from a farm. And then from the farm, they get to the grocery store or the farmer's markets. And, and I want to bring people back to that. I want to bring people back to that. And I'm going to backtrack again with what's going on globally in our world that people were forced to cook food at home, which I feel is a blessing. They were forced to cook food and prepare food at home and eat with their family again and possibly slow down a little bit, which was wonderful because that family time, meal time is the time to sit, relax, enjoy your family, be together and nourish one another, not just with food, but with prayer, with, with, with how was your day today and check in with your family, check in, check in with your loved ones. How did school go today? Hey, did you remember to brush your teeth this morning? Remember to floss them too. You know, you check in with them with all of the health things. Did you drink your water today? How was, what happened? You know, family meals. I want to bring them back. I want to bring them back. And, and hopefully this is a, an, I'm imploring everyone who's listening to this to go back to family meals because families who dine together, stay together. With that said, I can see you're very much in agreement. Um, I, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see. Um, my philosophy on eating. It's very simple. It is, it encompasses everyone, whether you're a vegan, a vegetarian, a pescatarian, an omnivore, an herbivore, a meditarian, you name it, it encompasses everyone is we want to eat foods as close to the way that mother nature prepared them for us. The more they're processed, the worse they are for us. Mm -hmm. The more they are to closer mother, to mother nature, the better they are for us. So think about this, very simple. Eat foods that walk, fly, swim, or grow with an emphasis on grow. Walk, fly, swim, or grow. The emphasis is on the grow, right? The fruits, the vegetables, because the we need we need ten to twelve cups of vegetables a day. That floors people every time I say that. And we we center our our meals around the meat versus the vegetables. Center your meal around the vegetables. Go minimal on the meats and try to get pastured meats and organic foods. The organic meats are the best if you're going to do meats. And if you're not, that's okay. Make sure you're getting your proteins by mixing more than one grow together and you'll get your protein. And 
and just and eat the rainbow. Eat as many colors as you possibly can. Eat as many colors. So that's my philosophy on eating. And so when you're going to a, a store and you or a restaurant or wherever it is that you're going, think how far is that processed? Okay, what's better for you, a potato or mashed potatoes in a box? The potato. What's better for you, um, sugar made from maple syrup or the, the, the artificial sugar. It's made in a lab. <laughs> we are, we, we're, we're organic. It's a chemical. <laughs> it's a chemical. Why would you put a chemical in your body, right? Five ingredients or less on your labels. Let's go back to eating the way mother nature taught us. I don't count calories. I don't do any of that. I don't teach my clients to do any of that. They don't need to, because once we get back to the basics and eat foods that walk, fly, swim, or grow and grow emphasis on the grow, things will clean up because the vegetables are full of fiber, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, anthocyanidins, and phytonutrients. There's so many things that vegetables and fruits are full of. We need to be eating more of those. So I hope that that people will start to slow down and realize that even with the walk, fly, swim, or grow and grow, you can make fast food right in your own house so that you can grab and go right from the refrigerator. And would you like to hear about some quick ideas of how of how you can make fast food in your own house? I do, but let's hold that. I want to okay. just take That's take fine. the. I want to take the, the the advice you gave here and the, the whole. I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. <laughs> so wow, I just want to yeah. I just want to kind of recap or at least break down some of those elements. Yes. So you mentioned a key element here. You know, going back to the old school, right, to the old days, sit down together. I think that's going to be a pretty shocker to a lot of us listening today, just because I I have noticed even today, well, today specifically more than ever, with the introduction of these things, <laughs> phones, you know, um, that's my yeah, little phone. People can be sitting on the same table, but really not, they'd be absent. They'll be literally connected. And uh, that's been almost a new trend, you know, and it's hard to get rid of those. And some families today are even adopting the philosophy that if you come to the table, your phone doesn't come with you. Correct. <laughs> you know, yep. and so, so, I think that's that's one key element that we need to emphasize on. You know, we we want to go back to that family table, family meal, uh, family style eating and dining at home, and also kind of disconnect a little bit from the, the the like literally you have friends on 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 uh, social media, but they really disconnected. You know, they they connected, but they're not really connected. They yeah. connected through the online business, but they're not really socializing with you the way yeah. you want. That's socializing, being in front of people, even psychologically speaking, there's more to that than, than socializing with someone you know, over uh, the internet, right? That, I think that's one, one element. Two, you mentioned about, again, proper home, home cooking and, and eating properly. And we'll talk about the, the types of foods that you put on the table. The restaurant food, I mean, I'm not talking about fast food. Fast food. You know, sometimes you want to go out there and, and have a nice dinner and do a little, you know, outing, whatever. That's, you know... A lot of families like to do that as a decompressing concept, right? They, they go out. And the problem, and I've noticed this myself and me and my wife, we, we always have this discussion. We actually reduced a little bit going out as, you know, as much as we potentially did before because every time we go, we, we wind up eating a lot of salt. I don't know if you know it, and I'm, I think everybody that's listening to now, they're going to, yeah, you're right. There is, there is not, I haven't had a meal that was not extra salt somewhere, Okay. <laughs> And, you know, even in the best refined restaurants, you still get a little bit more because, again, it's cooked in quantity and speed. Uh, even in a regular nice restaurant, you still have some of that. And so you always are thirsty and you get all these extra things and you know, the, the sauce and you know, all the stuff that's added there. It might not be as the best. And to your point, even some of that you can buy literally from a restaurant depot or some some sort of a uh, saved, you know, or frozen type of you know element. Right. Yeah, that's that's like almost second best, but then you have, you know, the fast food business, which is like people I'm um, just drive through, pick up and go. And you said it earlier, people are almost like, you know, got adjusted to that. Like, Hey, listen, it's a style, but there are factors that affect that. You know, I don't think there's enough media today that talks about eating at home. 
you know, I don't see any commercials showing people getting together or over, you know, a pasta dish and, and sharing, you know, uh, drinks and having a good story to tell on the table. Even movies have have moved away from that thing. It, it is it is like if you watch movies from the right. 80s and 70s, you see a lot more of that. Now you watch that, you see more like, you know, pick and go snack, you know, it's not, it's funny, but it's, it's like, it's, you're suggest, you're really subjected to this day in, day out through the marketing. And again, they do a good job marketing, but they're marketing the product for good reasons. Obviously there's companies that support that and, you know, it's industries, but it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but now maybe there are, you know, that we need to bring that trend to your point, you know, and whereby we can start seeing more of that traditional meal. You know, we only see those potential commercials in the holidays <laughs> when they start showing, you know, the little family together over yeah. some sort of a, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, some sort of a cooked meal, you know, and, uh, whether it's Christmas or any of the yeah. you know, uh, main holidays. But that's that's actually something that is different. But then you talked about really bringing it to the table based on our pandemic, basically. I mean, you were nice not to, to really to go over and state the, the statement, but it's a fact. We are a health channel, so we can talk about it. So we had a pandemic and, you know, there's a lot of bad things with the pandemic and tragedy and stuff, but there are some, some things that happened in that time to yeah. your point. I, and I can, I can literally state this. It happened to us, my family. We love to eat sometimes outside and, you know, play, you know, kind of sample different, you know, cuisines. And my, my wife literally learned to cook all these cuisines during that time. <laughs> so we wind up eating every day a different dish from a different nation. <laughs> but, but, it, but it was just her cooking them. I mean, it, it, it tastes a little bit, you know, less, less salt, I guess. <laughs> but it, it's, it's funny because it's not just my story. I've heard this from other people where during the pandemic and because people were locked down, they, they didn't they, and they were scared to go out and eat. Plus, they were not even even if you wanted to eat outside, you couldn't in a lot of states. So people really reverted to the concept of cooking and stuff. And they were creative because you can't possibly eat the same thing every day. So people were like changing their meals on a daily basis. And thank God for YouTube and Google. I mean, you can put any recipe these days and be able to, to, to do this. Right. And you can, and we're going to talk about your recipes in, in a minute, but that's the transition here. So, so again, I want to just to break these, these, these element, because that's what really we've been facing and it's going to take time to change that unless we all get with this particular formula that you're sharing with us today. You, want, I, you wanted to say something, go for it. And I wanna say something really important is that families who eat together, stay together. I said that, right? Yes, you did. But here's the piece that we all need to know. It actually boosts your immune system. When you have, let's call it community support, and this also applies to adopted families too. Like I have friends that are my best friends and I call them sisters because they're my adopted family. When we're together with our friends, our community, our church, or um, your family, whoever you're, to, it boosts your immune system. It boosts your immune system. I wanted to say that. The other thing I wanted to say is my husband and I, we like to eat out once a week, maybe at maximum, you know, just end of the week. I'm tired. I don't want to clean the kitchen one more time with, from all my cooking shows. And when I'm eating food that I don't prepare, I don't fuss too much about it. I just say a prayer. I bless the food and everything's fine. I don't worry that the chicken wasn't farm raised or that the fish was, was wild caught or for farm raised. I don't worry about any of that. I just enjoy and enjoy the company, enjoy the atmosphere and have a good time. Everything will be fine because my body, since I eat whole foods and mostly really, really good foods other than once a week, my body within 24 hours will take care of the rest. And, and Tina, that's excellent because you're right. I mean, there is there is a need for us to get out. I mean, you can't possibly always eat at home and get, you know, in the same because you'll get boredom and all that stuff and it becomes routine. You do want to diversify, but you're right. It's not it's so much about maybe first of all, even when you go out, you can still be selective. You know, there are, there are, there's a lot of different places you can go that you can get decent and very, you know, uh, well-cooked and very well, you know, well-tasty, you know, healthier stuff. Yeah. And then also to your point, it, it gives you a little, you know, um, opportunity, but your body is literally getting six days of, or, you know, six and a half days of good stuff. And maybe a little cheat day, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna balance out and it works again. You, 
a lot of dietitians will tell you everything is moderation. You know, you don't have to go extreme one way or the other. Uh, no, like you're talking about yo-yo diets and you're right. People go extreme with diets and they just have ups and downs and they're not consistent. Therefore, they affect their bodies. Just, you know, your body is like up, down, uh, yes. weight, no weight. It's crazier, crazier. So, so, so that's, that's a big deal. But you, you also mentioned, you know, the, the colorful, you know, table the different foods and and you talk about air like flying walking and swimming and then produce growing right i like that analogy that's that's and i think everybody got that one right yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah. it's very simple but you're right proteins you know it's the meat you know categories but but you said the emphasis in 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 foods that are like grown you know so potato and you're right choices i can have mashed potatoes but they will be from scratch not from a, you know a box i can have you know certain things that are like you know uh you can buy in, in, in a can, but just get them, you know, like I give an example, uh, summertime, you can buy fresh tomatoes from farms, right? Yep. You make them, you can make your own sauce, right? You know, so mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you do that. <laughs> but, you know, but that's the thing, like you can, and they're seasonal stuff, obviously, in, in the winter, sometimes it's hot. I mean, the East Coast, you know, so it's a little harder north, you know, Northeast, you know, it gets colder. So you don't get all the fresh farms, you know, food. So you have to sometimes compromise and buy, you know, yeah. what's, but even that no cans, uh, or at least, you know, unnecessary cans you don't have. Now, some people literally live off cans. And it's not about money here because you can spend just as much on those as well. So it's, and, and again, people can tell you, well, uh, you know, farm is expensive. And, and you're right, organic food can be a little bit more costly, you know, because it's, it's organic, right? But, but there are ways to shop, you know, uh, in, depending on where you are, obviously it makes a difference. If you're in the suburbs, it's a lot easier. Yeah. In the city is more difficult. But so that's another point that, you know, you drove. And I think that is important because people have to see and any dietitian, any traditional, you know, person will tell you that's the formula. You want to get veggies. You want to get fruits. You want to diversify from scratch, cook home, yep. you know, also cooking. The process of cooking is another, you know, uh, element. You do the cooking. I mean, fast, fast cooking may not be the same as slow cooking. Right. I mean, there's there's that. I mean. There's, there's more, again, I'm not an expert in the cooking business, but, and we'll relate to, to, to you on that one, but, but really the concept is like, there are ways to do these things. So now that brings us to your point, go, go for it. You wanted to add something. Uh, I wanted to add something about I, cooking is not difficult. I like that. It's easy. <laughs> cooking might not, it, saying cooking is easy might be too much of an understatement for some people who don't like to cook or know how to cook. But cooking is not that difficult. It's a matter of planning for success, planning in advance. And I had said that I'm the inspirational lazy chef, lazy because I take shortcuts. I don't, I, why chop everything the same size? Who has time or patience for that? My dinners are ready in less than 30 minutes. Inspirational because you can find a recipe and, oh my gosh, I only, I don't have a half a cup of that. I don't have this. I don't have that. But why not be inspired to use whatever ingredients you do have? If it calls for black beans and you only have pinto, use the pinto. It's not a big deal. If you go to the market that day and you don't find eggplant for the ratatouille you're making, all you find are zucchini and peppers, make your ratatouille with zucchini and peppers. If you're making a Mexican soup and you don't like particular spices, then don't make the Mexican soup, make it Italian, put all the Italian spices in there. Go with what you like, what flavors you like and start watching some cooking shows. Start watching just a few basic things so that you can be able to just put things together quickly and easily with the idea, remembering that a little piece of meat and mostly vegetables, mostly vegetables and a little bit of fat on every single meal. It's not that difficult. You just need to plan for success because if you don't plan, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. We all know that one, right? Yep. Right. We all know that one. <laughs> that, we all know or, that or, one. Or, or I said the, the five P's, uh, uh, you, you got to have to, to be, you know, little, little ready for your stuff. Otherwise it's a, it's a problem, right? I mean, the five P's is a different formula. So, uh, you know, plan to fail, fail to plan. And no. uh, prior planning prevents poor performance. <laughs> oh, I like that. Say that again one more time, Hurricane. I want to hear it. Prior? Prior planning prevents right. poor performance. Oh, I got it. I've not heard that one. And I've been in this industry for 20 plus years. I'm in sales. We use it a lot. 
(laughs) (laughs) I like it. But yeah, I mean, that's the same concept. I mean, it just... it's it's stated differently, but really the same thing. You got to prep for everything. You have to be planning. And if you don't do it, like nothing else in life. I mean, this show we have to prepare for. I mean, everything you have to prepare for if you want to have a, a true success. And and you're right. People are afraid because they don't want to spend the time. But you know what you did right now? As I'm listening to you, you made it very simple. I think everybody now can cook. <laughs> You know, the way you, you you broke it down to your point, people are like, you know, oh, the recipe says I have 10 elements, 10 ingredients. Oh, I can't do this because I'm missing two. Well, guess what? You're creative enough. You make the same recipe minus two and they have a recipe minus two. <laughs> you know, it's the next one. And sometimes it may taste different and it will be even better. So but you're right. Don't stress. Just do use what you have. You know, uh, like when we say that, right, when your life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we all know some of these quotes, right? It's just a matter of applying them accordingly to all scenarios and you probably find a way out. <laughs> you know, you got to find what is your ultimate goal? Is your ultimate goal to be healthy and to have energy and to sleep better and to just be, I feel like life is for joy. So you, we need to be enjoying if you're not in joy and if you're having stomach problems, if you have low energy, then take a look at how you're eating, what you're eating, and let's clean that up. Let's clean that up and spend the time, plan your life so that you can eat healthy. And it's not, it's not that difficult. It's not, I can teach you a couple of things. You can, it's wonderful. Well, it's well, actually you were going to say, you were going to give us a couple of you know tips here. So, so, I mean, I know you mentioned a few, maybe those were them. You probably have a lot no, more. No, I have more. I have more. There's specific things I want to talk to you about. Yeah. 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 So, so let's do that. And then, then okay. I wanted to trans trans transit to, to your corporate type of shows oh, yeah. and, and, you know, and how, what is even that, but we'll talk about this. So let's talk okay. about what you have Absolutely. for us. Okay. So hold on. That's the secret sauce. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, okay. So it's fast food right in your own refrigerator. And this is, this is what I do. Most weeks I do this for myself. If I'm not having cooking shows that week, I'll make myself salads in a jar, soups in a jar and parfaits in a jar. Hurricane, I work from home and I'm like, I'm going from one thing to the next. I don't have a ton of time to go into the kitchen and make myself a salad and pull out 20 different things and make one salad. So what I do is I get five jars, big mason, wide mouth mason jars. I put olive oil and vinegar and salt and pepper in each of them. Actually, I put it in one and then I disperse it amongst the rest. And then I put crunchy hard vegetables at the bottom. So I'm going to prepare half an hour for the entire week of lunches. Okay. Chop up the carrots, the celery, throw in hard, crunchy, anything that can marinate goes right in the dressing. Then I'll put the softer vegetables, the mushrooms, the scallions, other things. Um, and then I'll put a protein, hard boiled eggs, tuna fish, uh, roast history, chicken, whatever I want in there. Sometimes I go vegan. Um, and then I'll put two to three cups of lettuce right at the top of the jar. And sometimes I'll put a little bit of cheese at the very top because I like the flavor of goat cheese. Put the lid on and you're going to put them in the fridge. When you're ready to have lunch, you're going to pull one jar out. You're going to shake it up and put your fork in there and eat it or you can dump it into a bowl. But the marinade at the bottom is not cooking the lettuce. It's just marinating the vegetables. And you have a gourmet salad. This summer, um, my niece goes to the pool with her kids and I wanna go to the pool with her. And I only have 45 minutes, but I need to have lunch. So I'll grab a jar, throw it in my cooler, go and go to the pool, watch the kids for 45 minutes, eat my salad, and then come back for my next appointment. And it's easy, it's fast, and it's healthy. It's healthy. The other thing I do for breakfast, so I'll, and sometimes I'll eat them for desserts, I'll make parfaits. Again, I get my little, little smaller jars, and in the jars I'll put um, either cottage cheese or yogurt, or if you're vegan, you could always do cashew yogurt. And then I'll put in some berries. I love berries, or kiwi, or whatever fruit you love in some berries i'll put in some chia seeds sometimes hemp seeds sometimes walnuts and then i'll put another layer of cottage cheese or something and a little bit more on the top maybe a little cinnamon put the lids on put them in the refrigerator now i have fast breakfast or snacks to go 
I'll even make soups in a jar. Either I'll make a big pot of soup on the stove and then put them in jars and then pull them out as I want to eat them. Or you put the bouillon in the jar. You put a little bit of, um, what do you call that? Sesame oil in there. You put a little hot sauce in there. You put sliced mushrooms, sliced scallions, frozen peas, and zoodles. I make zucchini noodles, or you get this vermicelli noodles. You put those in there. Put them in the fridge when you're ready to eat it. Pour hot boiling water in there. Let it sit for five minutes, and now you have soup in a jar. Phenomenal. Fast food in your refrigerator, but you've got to plan to make your fast food. So those are some tips I have for you. Well, well, first of all, thank you. And you know what? As you're saying all these things, I'm, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Those things taste really yummy just listening to them. <laughs> so, but, you know, I, I, I'm i being funny about it. But but literally, I mean, you know, those are like, I mean, you've really covered a lot of good uh, nutrition <laughs> elements in there. I mean, I think every single thing that you've, you've stated there, you know, is a healthy mix and has good value and you'll get a lot of nutrients and, and, and keeps you going, right? And it's and, well, it is fast food. I mean, you're right. And and I'm sure you do. You can do also regular cooking and stuff. And maybe we can even touch on that. But here's a question. So someone may say, well, you put all this stuff in jars, you know, but are they going to be good for the whole week? Five days. So they're good for five days. Five days. You got five days on them. And they're they're just good as as, as fresh, you know, nice temperature. Any, any, wonderful. Any temperature has to be. Wonderful. That's it. I, I find my lettuce actually stays fresher in the jars than if I leave it in the big clamshell. It stays fresher in those jars. It's wonderful. It's like, yeah. Well, mm -hmm. you're listening. You get in from the chef. You're hearing yeah. it. You're listening. So that's the good stuff. And 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 again, you're you're making it sound again easier and easier. Now, it's huh? not so much easier to your point. It's really simpler. I think maybe that's that's a way to look at it. I just find it simple the way you've described it. It's not hard. I mean, anyone can do this. And by the way, I know you you do a lot work, you know, a lot more work with women. I think even men can benefit from this. <laughs> I have think, men clients. I have men clients. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, listen, I mean, I, you know, I'm learning and, you know, I'm sure, you know, we, and we all sometimes have to do our task right in the kitchen. So, you know, my wife may not like me too much around the kitchen, but, you know, sometimes I have no choice. Right. <laughs> I we take, if I take turns, that would be me. But now I know some tricks I can share with her. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool stuff. That's cool stuff. So, so, so now let's talk about that. You said you have clients and you yeah. do cooking shows. So mm -hmm. where do you present your cooking shows? And, you know, so what kind of clients do you have in general? Okay. So I, uh, I do everything virtual from my kitchen. So I have a whole setup in my kitchen and uh, and that's where I do my shows. I, I do shows also for uh, a, a local television cable channel. So we film once a month for uh, once every three months for three months at a time. But my clients are corporate clients. I have uh, a lot of them come through the healthcare companies who mm -hmm. connect me with the clients. And some of my clients, they book me once a month for the last two years. I've been once a month virtual doing cooking shows for my clients. And from that, you know, sometimes people call me and they want to be a, a coaching client, a weight loss coaching client. And so I also have my weight loss coaching that I do from that. Now, That's interesting. So, yeah. yeah. And I've been, I've been teaching cooking for years and years and years, even before the pandemic in corporations. I've been teaching my weight loss courses within corporations. And it's just now it's just different. I'm virtual with everything, which I love. I'm, and I miss seeing people in person. I'd love to do some live events, but the whole thing being virtual, I love it. Oh, it, it made it made a whole difference in, in a lot of ways and also gave access to people, you know, to things that they didn't have before. Because to book you, you know, you have to be limited to, the, to, to surface, to where you are, to location. Now you have, you know, unlimited access to the world, right? You can cook any, any, to anyone everywhere in the world. So you can cross, you know, oceans and still be able to deliver. That's awesome. But yeah. so, so, but, but Tina, question for you. So you said you cook for corporations and uh, what, what would corporations, you know, what kind of corporations and what would corporations, you know, uh, want to do in terms of cooking and for who is it for customers or for, it's, for their employees? It's for their employees. And thank you. Yeah. I didn't even think about clarifying that. Yeah. So they want their employees to be healthy hmm. and 
for less sick time so that they're, you want healthy, happy, productive employees. And when they're eating fast food and junk food or not sleeping well and, you know, not eating together with their families, yes, I'm going to keep plugging that, um, you know, they're going to be out of work more often. They're not going to be productive. So they'll lose a lot of money in that respect. So if you want to, you want to have a better bottom line, have better, healthier employees. So they'll do these health fairs and health shows or the, the, they have money set aside from their healthcare companies as well. So they use that money for me. Uh, sometimes, sometimes they just pay out of their, their budget for my classes because I'm teaching people that for this one company, I've been with them for a year and a half, it's almost two years now, Fairfax County. Every month I have almost a hundred people who are on my show. They know me, they, they, they can't wait for the next show. And they started to change how they're eating, what they're eating, how they're cooking. The whole culture is changing in their household, in their workplace, and they are healthier. They are happier. They are more productive, which is why they keep inviting me back. Well, you know, that is actually very interesting and unique because I've, I've been in the corporate world, you know, for almost 28 years and we've used different services for employees uh, as a matter of, you know, trainings and things and you know some some coaching uh some mental stuff we've done it. I, i've actually used hypno hypnosis you know in some trainings nice. but, but but we've never had someone teaching people how to be to cook and, and eat healthier to be healthier and you're right i mean if you're you know one of the problems that you have in the corporate world is that people get sick you know and there's more call time you know call out time and time out and time off and people do not uh, show up to work and productivity and performance is kind of mediocre or lower than it should be. And then it also causes problems where people get, you know, reprimanded and all this stuff, right. Over time. So, so it's a, it's, it's, it's a novice. I mean, it's a, an excellent, you know, idea. And I, I think, you know, uh, from my back and so I'm gonna, I have two hats here and I mean, I'm just going to move my hat. My other hat is really insurance and we do have, you know, uh, uh, programs, you know, for, for nutrition, things like that. So, so I can, I'm thinking about, you know, how this can be even beneficial to our customers as well, but, 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 but really, you know, for employees, I mean, that's, that's a very, very different way of looking at it. I'm assuming you work with health services, right? You know, that's usually the the, the unit in the, in the health, the HR. Uh, I mean, that's that's great. So, I mean, I didn't even think about that angle, like, you know, corporate, how, what is that? You know, I'm thinking more like they do it for customers as entertainment. You know, like when we talked to you at night earlier, I was thinking more like, you know, we have customers and they want to learn how to cook, you know, clients, you know, we teach them how to eat healthy, that's fine. But, but really never thought about it from an employee side. Now, anyone that's watching, you know, is working somewhere. <laughs> You know, uh, I mean, and and a majority is probably going to be in a corporate, you know, uh, one way or another. And yeah. so, so this is something that's that's a, it's an awesome idea or suggestion to bring into your corporation and say, hey, you know, did you ever think about this? You know, have you ever even you know considered you know that we might be eating the wrong stuff, not healthy, we can't even walk. And some some jobs are like uh, they they ask a lot from the employees, meaning that there's also physical needs, you know, of these oh, yeah. folks. And, and if they're not healthy enough, they may not be able to perform those things. And mm -hmm. I think it, when you eat wrong, you know, sometimes you get sleepy. <laughs> you, yeah. you, especially yeah. after lunch, a lot of people, they just eat and they're just like, they don't feel like doing anything. They're just like, okay. And you know. productivity goes way down. That's right? Right. So, so really, I mean, it's, it's an angle that, that a lot of people may not even be considering or even think about. And, and thank you for, for actually sharing that. So, I mean, I'm going to be an advocate right now. So this is going to be, you know, and we're going to, you know, listen, I mean, we're bringing something new to the table. Um, now a question. So I know this is going to sound maybe weird, but you know, in a different, in different companies, they have different, I guess, religious, you know, uh, I guess, uh, vision and, and, and religious, you know, aspects and, uh, needs. So, so do you, I mean, is it, is there anything that can be different? I mean, you can use the same cooking for all types of food. I mean, kosher, halal and regular, it doesn't matter. Right? I mean, they can just use the ingredients according to their belief, right? Correct. Yeah. So, so, it's, so it's not even a problem. I mean, it's not going to limit anybody to, to, to benefit from this. No. Uh, I mean, yeah. No, uh, it, it, yeah. The corporations also have a choice. Like you, on my website, I'll, I'll give them choices of 
what menu they want. And if they don't want what I have, and like this month, somebody wanted organic and plant-based and I didn't have it. Now I do. It's on my menu, my menu selection. So I created a whole organic plant-based menu that's specific for Cancer Awareness Month. Oh, so, wow. yeah, I'll create whatever. I'd love to create new menus. Love it, love it, love it. And especially, especially what, what the corporation's needs are. What are your needs? And Tina, that is a signature of a true chef. I mean, it's really always creating. I mean, oh. a chef never settles for whatever they learned, you know, years back. I mean, every that, that's what makes the kitchen, you know, today so, so diversified is that everybody's taking flavors from different and learning from different cuisines and fusing, you know, like the really there's a lot of fusion in food these days. And, you know, a lot of uh, adding, you know, flavors and different things from different cultures. And it makes it very interesting. So, uh, so, so that's, that's awesome. And so, so now, is there anything that you do specific in terms of, of your cooking shows uh, to maybe tackle different problems? I mean, right, you just mentioned something specific about food for breast cancer awareness, but then Anything about emotional eating, anything about like, you know, crazy diets? Well, when it comes to my cooking shows, most corporations in the health department, they go by whatever the health month is. I think November is diabetes month. Mm -hmm. And December, I don't know if there's a special month, but I call it unstuff your holidays month. <laughs> so um, <laughs> then there's another unstuff your holidays. Yeah. And then there's, um, I said diabetes, there's mental health month there. So every month there's a different, oh, January's weight awareness month. So every month my menus are based around whatever the health month is and during the cooking show, I'm not boring. Well, I'm cooking for you. I'm teaching you. I'm educating you. I'm taking questions from the people in the audience. I'm getting them to participate with me the entire time. And you're engaged with me the entire time. You're with me. I miss seeing people's faces. So if I can't see their faces, I want to see them in the chat. If they want to talk a little bit more about you know, one particular food versus another or one diet versus another, or why is gluten not good for you? I will talk all about that. I will talk all about that and educate them because all of my lectures or my cooking classes are not just what I have planned for you. I call them living lectures or living cooking classes because they're going to morph and they're going to change based on my audience and what you need as my audience. And I promise you, you'll be entertained with all of my stories from, from my entire life and uh, about my parents. I'll entertain you about the time that my sister crunched into uh, kale and thought it was cilantro, but it was a stink bug. So, so many, so many stories, so many stories I'll teach. And, but, and, and at the same time, I'll teach you how to find the, um, the chemicals and how to avoid the chemicals and eat the wholesome foods. It's wonderful. It is such a passion of mine, Hurricane. I get excited talking about it because I just, I loved to teach and engage and entertain all at the same time. Well, I, I can see that. I mean, you, you're definitely like right in the mood, like, yeah, this is it. I mean, we had the first part about talking, but now you got into the food and forget about it. <laughs> you're all over it. Well, well I, I, can, I can just imagine the shows. Now, Now these are available, right? These shows and uh, are they like public or it's only those specific for the corporations? Um, some of them, I, a lot of them, I put them up on my YouTube channel, Tina's Joyful Kitchen. Okay. Yeah, so you'll find me on YouTube, Tina's Joyful Kitchen. I put a lot of little snippets. The, the shows that I do for the TV channel, I have access to those. I put those all on my YouTube channel. So if you find me, Tina's Joyful Kitchen, you'll find all of my shows and you'll see how fun and entertaining I am and educational. <laughs> I might have to I might have to share those on my channel, too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank that, you. That, that, that's awesome. So. So. Uh, wow. I mean, maybe we. One day we'll we'll have we go live with you <laughs> doing those cooking yeah. things. Uh, yeah, we'll do a show. we can it's, do a cooking show live. I've done it before on a, on a podcast. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay. Well, it could be even a few minutes, but it will be like something simple, but that people can really enjoy. But let me ask you a question. So, what are I mean? I'm asking a question about questions. So, what are the questions you get asked? You know, most of the time, like some of the common questions that people would ask you. Common questions that people ask me during my cooking shows. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. is there an interactive, you know, way or it's, it's all very, it's all very interactive. And something, these are things that I bring out in people. I love to use a cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. And I ask people who has a cast iron skillet and uses it, who has a cast iron skillet and doesn't use it, who's never touched one before in their in their lives. So they have to put a one, two or a three in, in, in the chat. And, and, and I ask them, do you want to know how to take care of your cast iron skillet that is super duper simple? And I'll teach them how to take care of this, this why they first, why they need to use it how to clean it, how to make it super simple so it's not cumbersome and it doesn't sit with with rust and you use it because you need it because you get good iron from it, which is what you need. So that's a common question. Other common questions are why I don't use gluten and and um, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's a huge deal. And I'll, I'll explain what gluten does. It's literally glue in your system. And I, I can go into dissertation about that, but I won't right now. Um, other common questions are uh, knives, what kind of knives I use. Uh, I teach knife skills in a lot of my classes, teach people hold, how to hold a knife. Um, yeah, that's all I can think of now, but I know that there's tons of things. I teach people how to cut an onion without crying. We have so much fun. That might be interesting. I think I think everybody like what's the secret to that? Because I mean, yeah. I get an onion and I'm like, you know, literally in tears. That's yeah, that's not no. fun. No, I teach you how to cut an onion without crying, and it's super simple. It's super simple. Oh, uh, I might have to tap into those secrets here. <laughs> uh, now, listen, people are listening right now. Like, hmm, I want to watch this. I want to go to YouTube and check it out. So, hey, we want to make sure that we get people to to see those things and watch them, and and even you know communicate with you and see how it is. And you know, uh, again, are you limited to corporations or are you open to to different things with the public? I mean, I know you do like a TV set, local TV. Yeah, uh, no, I'm 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 happy to. I have my. Um, my chiropractor, he's like, can you do a cooking show for me and my girlfriend? And I'm like, sure, why not? Come over. I'll do a cooking show for you and your girlfriend. We'll have a whole cooking class. I'm open as long as I have availability. Cause I, I book out pretty far in advance and yeah, I'm, I'm open to whatever you want to do. As long as it's, it's all health related. Right. I'm open. Absolutely. Uh, listen, I mean, I, that, I, that's great because I, I know a lot of people would definitely, you know, see the value of what you're doing and and listen there's a lot of cooking shows out there and some are just more standardized commercialized you know things like that well you don't get like some of them that are specific and uh you know you're doing something different you know a different angle um do you tell people like where they can get their food like you know they're they're producing you know like for example in your area is there a blackout time where you cannot find fresh fruits and vegetables no there's not i live near annapolis maryland and we have plenty of, I don't have any issues with getting food here. And do I tell people where to get their food? Not necessarily. I love farmer's markets, love farmer's markets, because you can get to know your farmer and how he grows the, how he or she grows the food and it's local, which is better. Um, otherwise I go to, there's an organic market down the street from me. I, I go there and I also go to a regular grocery store. I do both. Like, where can I find what, you know, depending on what I want to eat. So, well, yeah. Well, you, you just answered that. I mean, technically you just told us the trick. I mean, farmer's markets, they all, all year long, right? <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's a good one. I mean, obviously people can do their own homework and research and, uh, you know, you, there's always a way to do this. And there's now with, with transportation, you know, logistics, you can get stuff from anywhere, you know, true. within 24 hours, they can be in your doorstep. Even Amazon true. can do that for you. <laughs> true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. You know, that's, that's awesome. And, and so, so one more thing uh, in the shows, I mean, do you consider anything with specific diets and I mean, more like uh, allergies? Uh, you know, there's there's a big component allergy. Some people have, you know, uh, allergies again, you know, from, I guess, cashews or nuts or peanuts or any of those things. Mm-hmm. Eggs. Uh, I mean, do you give substitutions to Absolutely. some of those? Yeah. That, and thank you. That's one of the biggest questions that I get. I don't believe I couldn't think about it. Um, so, yeah, people are allergic to eggs. I teach them how to make a chia egg or a flax egg. If they're allergic to peanuts, and, and I'm using almond butter or they're allergic to almonds, I'll teach them to use sun butter. And I have a lot of, I call them sensitivities. You know, I won't touch gluten. Um, grains are a no-no as well. So I use almond flour, coconut flour in all of my baking. And dairy allergy, I'll teach them how to use things that are, you know, 
coconut milk or almond milk and unsweetened, of course. So yes, we get around the whole allergies and many of the foods that I stay away from, uh, I stay away from the, the inflammatory foods because we don't want the pain, the inflammation, think inflammation, think fire, think pain. We don't want that. We don't want foods, think grains inflamed. I don't wanna offend anybody who likes to eat grains, but there's a certain way that you can eat grains that don't inflame where you soak them overnight and you make sure that you process them properly. I'm not gonna get into the details about that. But so yes, I do address people who have sensitivities and allergies, uh, yeah. Awesome, well, thank you for, for that clarification. I, you know, that's a big deal. And some people are like, well, this is just, you know, I just want to make sure that people know that there is an option for everyone and they can still all benefit the same way. So yes. thank you for clarifying. So one question, earlier we mentioned something about, you know, eating healthy, eating the family, building, you know, cooking at home and building the immune system. Uh, so, so building your own immunity, right? Uh, now, this is a topic of the hour, right? With, with the, you know, the pandemic, that's been a discussion about, you know, better immune system, better, you know, defense against the, the virus and stuff like that. Uh, have you done anything specific? Have you, you know, was there any specific show to help out people to just kind of boost their immune system, you know, in any, any particular way or... Uh, anything special to that effect? Every single class, every single meal that I make is to help boost your immune system. Every single one, period. They're all anti-inflammatory. Today I made um, a zucchini pureed soup with some, I think I put um, curry in it. I put some curry in it. All those vegetables are all immune boosting and it's got garlic in it. And garlic is antiviral, antimicrobial, anti um, viral, microbial, and bacterial. Sure. Yeah. The fresh garlic, not the jarred or the powder, the fresh garlic. And then I made a ratatouille with a cashew cream and it had fresh garlic in it, fresh eggplant, fresh zucchini, peppers, garlic, fresh herbs. These are all immune boosting foods. And then I made a, a broccoli salad. Broccoli is phenomenal for anti-cancer, brain health, boosting your immune system. It's phenomenal for that. Every single food that I make, I even made a blueberry cobbler and blueberries are high, high, high antioxidants. I don't use any sugar in it. I'll use some monk fruit. Sometimes I'll use a little bit of maple syrup or yakon syrup nothing terrible in it for you. And the, the topping was made with coconut, uh, with almond flour. Almond no honey? Flour. Uh, I, um, sometimes I'll use honey, but it's very high in sugar. That's yeah. hard for my body to, to handle. And, and sugar is also inflammatory. So um, I prefer to use either, I mean, the maple syrup is high in sugar too, but the yakon syrup, if you haven't heard of it, Y-A-C-O-N, yakon syrup, has a third of the calories of the third of the sugar of honey. So if you use the yakon syrup, you'll get the consistency that you need and you'll get a little of the sweetness. And the sweetness comes from the blueberries. So if I went without the yakon syrup, I would have been fine. If I'd have done without the blueberry, the, the maple syrup, I would have been fine. The, the, the more that you get away from sugary foods, the more that you don't crave them. And you crave things like fruit, even though it's cooked fruit in the little blueberry cobbler. It was wonderful that they are all immune boosting foods. Thank you, Tina. Oh. That was great. That was great. You gave us a whole meal right there with dessert. <laughs> well, so so here's a funny question. You know, I know you mentioned garlic a few times and, and onions. Now we, we figured the idea that they couldn't be something without a smell with onions and not crying. However, with garlic, a lot of people have this this phobia of garlic and you know the aftermath of garlic in their breath. <laughs> so so I'm sure I don't know if that question has uh, you know <laughs> come up before, but I have know. a simple solution. You want my simple solution, Hurricane? What watch your teeth after, right? <laughs> no, eat okay. it to everybody. Oh, just good. So no, no one will smell it, right? <laughs> exactly. Just feed it to everybody. Now, I do have a trick to how to clean your mouth to get rid of the, the, the garlic in your mouth. Do you want that trick too? Please. <laughs> yeah, it's not great for your enamel. Don't do this all the time, but swish around your mouth with peroxide and that gets rid of the garlic. Oh, the regular peroxide, the one that we buy, you know, in the 
Yeah. Actually, you know what? That's a main ingredient in almost of the, the the toothpaste. So hey, I guess we <laughs> we can use that, right? Yeah, and just make sure you rinse your mouth really well afterwards because you don't want that peroxide on your enamel. But that will get rid of the fill. But feed it to everybody. Everybody wants to boost their immune system anyway. Just feed it to everybody and they'll all be good. You do not have to tell me twice. I mean, I believe in garlic. I love garlic. But, but you know, people are sensitive to it. Like, oh, oh, it's garlic. I can't have it. I can't have it, you know. But you're right. They're missing, you know, not only it gives a good flavor to any meal, but but also it's healthy for you. Blood pressure and many other things, right? So, 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 well, thank you. I mean, listen, I, you know, I want to ask a lot of questions, but we're already like running out of time here. <laughs> so, so, so Tina, it, it, it was a true pleasure, a fun show and a lot of, a lot of good stuff. And you know, we haven't had any shows, you know, only guests you know, before I haven't any, you know, interviews with anyone that talked, you know, we've talked different food types and, but not how to cook them and what ways to do this and some, some, you know, real cool uh, combos and, and, and recipes that are very easy to, to make and ingredients that are available. So, so thank you for all that. Uh, I will definitely share the, the, the links to your, to your uh, site and to your shows and the, the YouTube. So that's going to be available to people. And you and I will definitely going to continue talking about maybe the corporate world and maybe doing different things. So, so that's going to be cool. And uh, listen, I, I, ha I had a lot of fun. Uh, any last uh, words, you know, of wisdom or any, any, any tips that you can give us before we close today's show? I'm so glad you asked me that. You know, I, I want to leave you with this piece where all, all, our listeners, your listeners, is we are here on this earth for joy. And just reach for joy on a daily basis. And the way that I reach for joy is have, having rampages of appreciation something bad is coming your way, just start to think about everything that is wonderful in your life because there are good things in your life and that will help bring you back to joy because we are meant for joy in this life. And yeah, that's all I want to say. And I want to say thank you so much for having me. I've had so much fun today. Tina, thank you. And actually, I won't even add anything other than thank you for being with us and for all the good stuff. So folks, thank you for uh, watching and listening. Uh, it, it's been real. It's a great show today. We had fun and a lot of good tips. So I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, for me, Hurricane H, um, I'll talk to you soon. Different show, different guest, different topic, different day. Bye for now. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.